Welcome back. It's another episode of We All Might Need a Little Therapy. I'm your host, Tiana Tyler. To be honest, I don't know what episode we're on. <laughs> I think 12. Um, but welcome back, guys. If you're new, thank you for being here. If you ain't new, welcome back. Thank you for your support. And we're going to get right into this week's topic because I don't think I'm going to have enough time to talk about it. But if not, this will be part one. Okay. So today we're talking about toxic productivity, productivity, productivity. Y'all know what I'm saying. Okay. Today we're talking about that because I'm trying to get back to um, kind of tackling these embedded toxic habits that we have um, as a black community or even as a society in general. And um, I wanted to start here because I was just in the midst of this storm with toxic productivity and um, I kind of catch myself on and off or in and out rather of this system of toxic productivity. So I just wanted to start the conversation um, and just discuss a few things that need to be discussed. Okay, so first I wanted to define productivity as it pertains to um, our economy and just break down kind of what the definition is and then we'll go from there, right? So this is a Google definition. Productivity is a measure of economic performance that compares the amount of goods and services produced with the amount of inputs used to produce those goods and services. Now, that's a very like econ 101 definition for productivity. Um, but when I think of it, it's always like a toxic, toxic um, outlook I have on it because I think that has been all I've seen in my lifetime. Honestly, when it comes to productivity, it's always just been a sacrifice of something else that's important to your well-being in order to be productive, right? So to be more clear, um, one, I'll start with like where I think it stems from because prior to recording the episode, you know, I had my notebook and um, I was just jotting down things I wanted to touch and I really was trying to get to the root of toxic productivity and like where it stems from. And of course, it brought me back to American values and American views of what productivity looks like. Not only that, but slavery. And for our people in particular, the Black community, it's looked very toxic, obviously, through slavery. And it's continued from there because they slaves literally had to be productive throughout the day literally um they had to or they would be punished and then that stems into you know working as a black person in america and picking up most of the slack still um even if you're not enslaved you're still working for someone and that's toxic productivity in that way because you're doing all of this work for someone else and getting the bare minimum in return, right? Um, and up until like modern times and modern thoughts of toxic productivity or productivity, where um, 
we're on this like notion of grind don't stop and it's like you're doing all of this work not resting for the bare minimum and for what you know what i mean um or this notion that in order to reach your goals and live your dreams fully you have to be working 24/7 to do that right that's when i think of productivity that's kind of where my mind goes or even if there's a person who is quote unquote su- successful um their version of success or america's version of success you hear them speak a lot about the all of the work they put into becoming successful and how they don't sleep and how they were up all night and how they had to sacrifice rest um and just not healthy ways of living to get to where you want to be right um and for so long america has glorified well since the beginning of time america has glorified this way of living and made this like the only option for people who aren't given certain things to get to where they want to be is to overwork themselves or to burn themselves out or to sacrifice their own health in order to get to where they want to be and that's the way to be successful quote unquote right um and you just see it so much in our community because it's kind of all we know it's kind of what's embedded in us as a society and I don't know. I think it's honestly getting worse because you genuinely now have people who see how easy it is, quote unquote, cuz I don't think any success is quote unquote easy. Like some something's always going on behind closed doors or there's always something you have to sacrifice to get to where you want to be. Um but now people see how um what what can I say? More in reach, I'll say. People see how more in reach that life they want is and they're more willing to sacrifice certain things um, to get to where they want to be. So I think it's getting worse, honestly. And I think social media plays a major part in that because you see these lives that people have, but they work. (laughs) You know, like nothing is easy to me. Like... If you see a content creator or a podcaster even or a YouTuber, influencer, whatever the case may be, they work. Like getting those perfect shots, quote unquote, and always having content to speak about. You have to say it a certain way. It has to be out at a certain time. You have to market it. You ha- This is all work, right? And people kind of sacrifice their health to do these things. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, I kind of gave a full rundown of what I view toxic productivity as, um, but I do have my notebook. So I want to hit some points that are important. Um, Let me just take a look really quick. Yes. Okay. So one of my bullet points is how being productive works with your job productivity in the workplace and who child 
I'm going to speak from my perspective um, because I do have a corporate job outside of my podcast that I work every day. Um, and ooh, productivity in the workplace as a corporate worker at a big company um, ooh, in the finance industry. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot because money never stops, right? Um, this world runs on money. And so when you work in finance in particular, there's no room for rest, really. No room for breaks. No room for not being productive, quote unquote. And so let me see if I can find an example from my life in particular where I remember being just super burnt out. Well, that's like every week for me, if you're being honest. Ooh, child, because they love the one. Child, I might even say that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll talk about when I was at the job I left, which I don't really care. I- I'm very open. I'm very transparent about where I've been. So I worked at Vanguard um, for like maybe a half a year, six months. Oh no, I worked there for like nine months. Um, Woo, woo. Okay. Number one, I had to get licensed to do that job, which I did. Um, But nobody really talked about that license experience licensing experience um which consisted of studying literally all day all day all day one more time if you didn't get that all day (laughs) so that meant you had your Kaplan book and we're studying one chapter a day or two chapters a day you have to quiz yourself every day right? And if you're not hitting a certain mark, basically you kind of failed for the day, right? Um, And that process lasted about five months, six months on top of being tutored, right? Because I needed a tutor because I wasn't grasping the information because we literally only had ourselves. Um. And then once you pass your tests and you are licensed, now you're on the phones. Okay. So. <laughs> Ooh, child. Thank God. I, amen. Mm, I just had to say a little prayer because I, I when I talk about that job and my experience, I really get flashbacks of just depression. But um okay, once you get licensed, you start the the phone job, which is, you know, if you have a phone job, you know what I'm talking about, right? But this means you're on the phone literally for 8 hours straight. More if you get a customer or whoever you get someone who whose issue isn't resolved in the time that you, you know, you have, you have to stay on the phone longer. That's really, that's really subject every day. So you never know when you're really getting off the phones. You hope that it's by the time your shift is over, but 
No, it may not be. Um, and the breaks are timed, literally. If you go over your break, you get in trouble. Um, and so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so being productive in that workplace meant being drained, meant being burnt out, meant being depressed. Right? Meant get not getting your needs met to fulfill someone else's needs every day. Um, and so my view on productivity has always been negative, I think, because of my experiences where I had to be productive, quote unquote, to get to where I needed to be, right? Um, and that carries on to my current job, which I won't speak too much about, but it's a lot more flexible, but you still, it's, it's very demanding. And in order to do a great job, quote unquote, you have to be productive, which means you have to give up your time and make sure others people, other people's needs are met before yours. That's in the workplace. We didn't even get to if you have a family at home, right? If you're a single mother and you have to be productive in your household or a single father and you have to be productive in your household and you have to provide for your whole household, that's a whole different realm and level of production. Okay, so... Um, I've noticed that over the years, even in high school, like this, this isn't so embedded in our lives that it starts at a very young age. We're taught to like be productive and what does this look like? And you get rewarded for quote unquote being productive. And if you don't get rewarded, you're just not as productive, (laughs) But that sticks with you because you start to question yourself, like, am I good enough? You start seeking validation, which makes you more attached to that idea of toxic productivity. Because now you want to live up to the standard of productivity. But in real life, you're burnt out. You're tired. You don't have anything left in you to give to be productive, but you force yourself to do it. Um, And I'll share another example. Like I remember in high school, um, my senior year, I worked my ass off in every year of school, just to be clear. But in high school in particular, um, senior year, we had like an award ceremony, which we had every year. And this is when I was real like hung up on, I need to be rewarded. And I need, I I was seeking validation basically through awards and um, recognition, right? Um, and I remember I didn't get anything that year. <laughs> I didn't get anything. And I'm like, hold on. I know y'all smoke, see. Let me put myself together. I know y'all lying. Like, be for real, because 
I'm not even going. Be, just be for real. Like this, this don't make sense. And I remember storming out of the award ceremony because I was so mad. Like my dad was there, my mom was there. I'm like, y'all did not have my parents drive from Northeast to West Philly for us to just sit here and look look like this. Again, I was seeking validation, right? Um, and so I was really upset, but like from there it it ignited something in me to push myself to be more quote unquote productive so I can get that validation. Ooh, okay. And obviously that stuck with me through college and now after college in the workplace, you see it continuing and blossoming into something different um, to where I want to be, I want to always be productive. And when I'm not, and when I feel like I, I'm not productive, I don't get the recognition I deserve. I feel like a failure or even forget all of that. If I don't do something towards my business or towards work or towards my future for a day, like I just chill, I feel like a failure because why didn't I get anything done today? Why am I not producing anything? Why am I not being productive? You see what I'm saying? You see how it all comes back to this idea of being productive and when that's absent, you kind of just feel empty. So that's been my experience with toxic productivity. Um, excuse me, y'all. And obviously, like, like I said earlier, the media plays a huge role in this because there's norms put placed upon us that tell us what's right and wrong and what should what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing to get where we get to where we need to be. Ooh, I'm tongue tied today. Um, to get to where we need to be, but no, like at some point you gotta reject it. You gotta reject it. At some point you have to reject it. Either you reject it or you keep sacrificing your health to live up to some standard that is just not realistic. Um and now I'm gonna get into some examples of how I've been rejecting productivity, quote unquote. I'll start with the word police. So um at my job, you know, I work on a team and one thing I've been very uh What's the word? One thing I've been very transparent about with the people on my team and, you know, the people in charge is that I'm going to prioritize me and my mental health whenever I feel it's needed to do so. 
So prior to me coming to this conclusion, um, I would do things like not leave my desk until lunchtime. Now, let me put this in perspective for you. Looking at a screen for eight hours straight has lasting effects on your mental health, on your energy, on your production, on your productivity. I didn't necessarily realize how bad it was, but it comes to I'm literally not using the restroom so I can get this work done. That's TMI, right? But that's how bad it got. Like, I wouldn't use the restroom or I would wait to use the restroom until my work got done. First of all, that's a health that's a health hazard. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's not healthy, right? Um and it's not that deep. It's not that deep. So now I prioritize taking breaks in between my work. Even if I just get up for five minutes and walk around the building, breathe, okay? Um, and just come back to myself. Like, give myself some time because sitting at a desk for nine hours a day is not, like, healthy. So you should be walking around. You should be taking breaks because that money is coming out of your check regardless, one. And you need it for your health and your production. Oh, and I'm always going to take my lunch. That's one thing I'm always going to do. I don't care how much work we got. I'm taking my lunch. Right? So that's another thing. Um, Another thing is in my regular life, like self-care has completely changed for me. Because I feel like with social media, um, self-care has become like a trend. But it's also become a trend in we use self-care for when we're tired or when we need maintenance or when we need to get back to ourselves when that shouldn't be the case. Like you should be doing self-care on a daily basis. It don't have to be extravagant or you taking yourself out to a five-star five-star restaurant or getting your hair done or whatever the case may be. It can be as simple as you giving yourself an hour a day to do nothing or to just cater to you. It doesn't have to be extravagant, but social media has created this narrative that self-care should only be used when we're burnt out or we're tired. But that kind of that kind of negates the whole um point of self-care. You should take care of yourself every day. Whether that's taking a walk, eating something healthy for your body that'll actually help your body in a positive way. Not, I'm tired, so I'm going to drink coffee so I can stay awake to be more productive. Like, you see how things have been put in place to kind of keep us keep us in this mode of production but it's also like 
hurting us in the end. Like, coffee is addictive. Not saying that you shouldn't drink coffee, right? I just had Starbucks today because <laughs> I wanted it. But people use that as a, um, a vehicle for, like, production. And it keeps them up. Or energy drinks. And it keeps them up so they can be, so they can get work done. When... In reality, if you're tired, you should be listening to your body and going to bed. You get what I'm saying? So, um, it's just certain, th- like, certain things I've learned to do differently as far as productivity and the way I think about it. Um, but it all starts with you. Like, you have to listen to your body and actually respect your body. You know what I'm saying? Because, and not neglect it, because it's easy to do that in this society because we're taught to, kind of. But at some point, you have to choose to reject that. Like, what's more important, the work or your health? I know everybody has different situations that they're in and sometimes the work is more important, but let's be, listen, some, you got to sacrifice, right? Your health is important. Mentally, physically, whatever, emotionally, your health is important and you should be listening to your body when it's telling you, I'm tired. I need rest. Getting out of this notion of the grind don't stop because at some point they got to stop. Not completely, but at some point they got to stop because at some point you need to sleep. Um, I, again, like this looks different for everyone and Everything is subjective because you have to decide at whatever place you're at in your life what this looks like for you and how you can reject it in small instances in your life. So if you do something that requires all of your energy for the entire day, maybe, hey, you take 30 minutes out of the day. You put your music on and you just vibe out for those 30 minutes. Or you take a walk for 30 minutes. Put your phone on silent and just have a a time for you. This is being unproductive. Which needs to happen more. (laughs) I said it. Because there's too many people pushing this be productive narrative and they burnt out and tired and miserable. So I'm going to tell you to be unproductive. Not for life. Like this, not, I'm not saying don't ever work again. But decompress, be unproductive. Listen to your body. You know when you're tired or when you need to sit down for a second. And you make a choice not to do that. 
every time you don't listen to your body. So listen. And let's just create healthier habits. Start rejecting things that you don't agree with, number one, and that just aren't healthy for you. You can reject it. You have that power. All right. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up because I've been talking for a minute. <laughs> and this was my rest day. I told I ain't do nothing. I mean, I recorded this episode, which is kind of being productive, but this is fun for me. So I wanted to do it. And I just wanted y'all to hear that it's okay to be unproductive. It's okay. You should do it more. You should get more rest. You should find more peace. You should eat better. You should stop being dependent on things that aren't good for your body. And while I'm telling y'all to do it, I need to do it too. (laughs) Okay, so... I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, And we back to it. Listen, we starting to get a little deeper because this world is looking cray cray as usual, but we we back to it. Thank y'all for listening. I love y'all. And I'll talk to y'all next week. All right. Peace out.